There are many perks to opening a new smart checking account at Royal Credit Union, including no monthly fees, no minimum balance, and a $250 bonus. Getting your $250 is easy. Open your account online or at any Royal office, receive two payroll direct deposits, and you'll get $250 in your savings account. See offer details and exclusions and open your account today at rcu.org slash checking bonus. Insured by NCUA. Has Kirill Kaprizov been holding back the Minnesota Wild in scoring? Just kidding, but Minnesota has finally found a stride in some five-on-five action, even without their number one guy. We'll discuss that. Plus, why'd you want to play college hockey? Pat McAletty joins to chat all things NCAA men's tourney. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Grain Belt, Jim Beam, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 4, Episode 168. Celebrate your favorite Minnesota sports teams and moments with SodaStick.com. Relive the Met Center chairs, the Metrodome push, and so much more with unique and quality garb found only at SodaStick. Don't forget to add code BARDOWNBEAUTIES at checkout for 15% off all of your purchases. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart, Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Fairmont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's up? We're back. Episode 168 of Bardown Beauties. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, noted uh, St. Louis Blues hater, apparently, according to all the Blues fans that have been in my mentions all week long, uh, and also just a writer for hire. So what's up? She's Kirsten Krull, the face of your Minnesota Wild, the face of the NCHC Frozen Face-Off. Kirsten, last week, you allowed me to have my moment to celebrate the Armadamidae Zephyrs at the state high school tournament. I will let you have your 30 seconds to talk St. Cloud Huskies who won the NCHC face-off this weekend. Thank you. Um, the new NCHC champions, the St. Cloud state Huskies. Um, I will say Friday night, North Dakota gave them a battle. I expected that North Dakota fighting for their season, um, pushing it to an overtime game, which, we weren't happy about because we were all very tired at that point, but exciting because it was fun hockey to watch. North Dakota played hard in that game. Um, I don't want to give them too much credit and pump their tires because, quite frankly, they don't need it. They don't need that. No, <laughs> absolutely. Um, North Dakota fans, you were something else as well. I'm saying too much. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> but St. Cloud ultimately taking down Colorado College, who also was fighting for their season, upset the Huge Denver upset. Pioneers. Um, it was an exciting weekend at the XL energy center, but, um, as the unbiased host, I was a professional, I was neutral, but as soon as they grabbed that trophy, I was like, yes. And I was right next to some North Dakota fans, dogs up, go Huskies selection Sunday right now. They're going dancing in the NCAA tourney. I can't wait. 
We are going to talk more college hockey with Pat Mecoletti coming up in our second segment, all things college hockey. Uh, the only thing I will touch on, the Gophers losing to Michigan. Michigan's very good. Like I had somebody telling me yesterday, they're like, oh, no, they should handle Michigan. I was like, first of all, I don't want them to handle anybody. I feel like when you go in to the NCAA tournament, you got to have a deflated a little bit of an ego. You can't be going in pumping your tires. We've seen what happened with the Gophers when they have that. Now this is a very different Gopher team than the last time that they were number one in the uh, NCAA and lost to Holy Cross. We don't need to talk about it. It's fine. I'm over PTSD, but uh, yeah, bummer for them to lose a hell of a crowd. It looked like at Mariucci last night. And then did you see Kirsten, the highlight of Rhett Pitlick? Yes. Just absolutely embarrassing Nasty. Michigan and breaking ankles out there. Just Rhett Pitlick's goal, absolutely nasty. I watched it probably like 10 times in a row. It was so good. Such a sexy goal. The stick handling, footwork, beautiful. That is what coaches should be showing all players to try to aspire to. Um, And I will say, because you mentioned big upset, Holy Cross, Minnesota. I've been fortunate enough in my time being around St. Cloud, especially as a student, to be part of a winning team when they were number one in the nation for majority of the season for multiple yeah. seasons. Um, but there was that one brutal year when they went into the tournament, number one lost in the first round to 16 seed AIC. Um, yes. Yeah. That Let's was very disappointing. Mm-hmm. So going back to your point about people being like, Oh yeah, Michigan, whatever Minnesota can handle them. Do not get too cocky. Anything can happen in the tournament, especially the NCAAs. We've seen it happen time and time again you need to just be cautious yes this is a very different minnesota gophers team bob motzko is an excellent coach they've got a star-studded roster do not count michigan out they also have top players in this entire nation they've had a good season they're gonna be scary in the tournament how many draft picks were there on the ice last night between michigan minnesota like a ton right or even like the majority of both this year yeah and you have three hobie baker top 10 finalists one of which Adam Fantilli on Michigan expected to be a top three, if not second overall pick in this year's NHL draft. Mm-hmm. Logan Cooley, um, Matthew Nyes, other two Hobie finalists. Yeah. So just it's ridiculous, the talent between those two. It's so true. Again, we will talk more college hockey. I just want to say, though. Frozen Four is the best college hockey or college tournament going on in the month of March, mostly because Iowa State completely let me down in their first round game with a, not just a loss, Kirsten, a capital L loss to Pittsburgh. So whatever, we're done. I don't care about basketball. Frozen four is the best college journey. Uh, (laughs) We talked about scoring uh, with Rhett Pitlick and the Gophers. Let's talk about the Minnesota wild finding a little bit of a groove scoring much better five on five. Now, granted, this is going back to the three games they played last week against teams that are bottom dwellers. They are all but out of the playoffs. I mean, but I love seeing eight goals potted on St. Louis again. This is me shitting on you, St. Louis, because your fans are rude. Uh, <laughs> but do you think that Kirill Kaprizov has been holding back this Minnesota wild offense? Because now they're scoring and he's not a part of it. Um, I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this. <laughs> But I'm going to say it anyways, because quite frankly, I've been in a really bad mood the last two weeks. I've been through the ringer. I'm going to just keep talking because why not? Um, When we have talked about that top line, why top line centers potentially struggle so much coming in playing between Zuccarello and Kaprizov because they look for each other. Everyone on that ice probably looking for Kirill because he's the guy. I mean, and 
do not get me wrong. Like Kirill is worth the money, worth the contract. Like he is a superstar. Like there's a reason for that, but yes, like, I don't know what it is. We need to figure out how to share the wealth. I do think in a little bit of a way, everyone may be looking just for Kirill or thinking like, well, Kirill's got it. He's the star. Like we need to figure out how to get Kirill to get going again. Like the Minnesota wild is Kirill Kaprizov, but we need to figure out how it can be Kirill Kaprizov, the superstar, but also the supporting cast who also can contribute night in night out, take weight off of Kirill. And that hasn't been happening. And so as bad as this sounds, I think it's been good that Kaprizov has been out. I mean, giving him a break because he is such a hard worker. He doesn't stop. Like, he just continues to go, pushes himself to be better, um, and that's great. But I think he's also getting a needed moment of rest that he wasn't going to take unless it was forced upon him, and that's also forcing everybody else to pick up the pace, too, and figure it out without him. I I love that take. I think that's absolutely accurate i have nothing to add i'm not even gonna ruin it spoil for you i'm proud of you that took a lot i don't think i would have been gutsy i was kind of facetiously saying that kirill kaprizov is holding him back but it is it's nice to see that secondary finally get up again those opponents that they were playing against while they're scoring all those goals they should be doing that but it has to be nice to get a little bit of that swag back a little bit that confidence back especially while 97 remains out with his injury his lower body injury um you know speaking of what we saw last week with the minnesota well not to harp on it too much but I'm still very upset at the NHL officiating for not letting Marc-Andre Fleury have his one fighting moment, literally, with Jordan Bennington. Let the goalies fight. (laughs) Let them at it, especially with the sweetheart that is Marc-Andre Fleury. Yes. It's great for the game. It is. It was incredible. Plus, can I, like, swear on here? Is that a thing? Bennington oh, Bennington sorry you're gonna have to bleep that out I'm sorry I'm... <laughs> I don't like him he is... I drop an s-bomb here and there you went full board but I'm here for I it did. we yes, can bleep absolutely. it that's fine but no that guy is just such I I'm gonna censor myself now I'm gonna hold myself back a little because I came out really harsh um it did I I needed that no like just what there's nothing appropriate. I'm just going to stop myself because I'm going to. He's he is. He's unglued. He's unhinged. It's how he's been. It's funny. I had a chance to chat with Marc-Andre Fleury the next day or at practice, I guess, rather on Friday. And he was like, that's what he does. Right. And and you all heard it on the mic'd up, too. But he's like, but that is that's who he is. So why can't I just go down there and do it? And it was just so funny because he just Marc-Andre Fleury does. He has a permanent grin on his face, like and not in a eating type of way but in like a genuine smile I'm just happy to be here and I'm actually pretty good like I just I'm so bummed for him because that would have been fantastic to watch I mean everybody loves a goalie fight let them go I don't understand why uh let's switch gears uh NHL GM meetings this past week as well no major rule changes which is frankly quite upsetting. Kirsten shootout's still a thing. I mean, I get it, I guess. I don't know if I was expecting them to have rule changes. I had asked you what some of your rule changes might be, and you came out with some gold. Would you care to share with the group? Um, Yes, I would. First off, get rid of icing. It's really annoying, really irritating, slows down the game. What can we replace it with? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> logical explanation for what we could do instead of an icing. Just get rid of it. I hate it. It's super irritating. What else did I say? Let the goalies fight. Let the goalies Let fight. The goalies that was fight. another one. I had two really other good ones. Oh, um, going alongside 
the idea that friend of the pod con mcdavid had um i very much would like to see the abolishment of the shootout and instead take his idea of doing three on three overtime until somebody scores because just no disrespect to freddie gaudreau I've seen enough of Freddie Gaudreau in the shootout. That's not a knock at him. It is just a knock at the ridiculous amount of times the Wild have not only gone into overtime this season, but having a game end in a shootout. And also, like, if you're on the wrong end of that shootout, it really sucks. So uh, let's do three on three overtime instead. I had one more thing. I don't remember what it was. I want to take away the ability to call offsides. Um, and have a video review and challenge that not even just in particular, as it relates to the Boston game against the Minnesota wild where two goals were recalled, but it's also, it just, it's like throwing darts randomly. Like you don't know, sometimes you do, but half the time it's kind of, it's like goaltender interference. Like, I don't know. I have no idea if you're going to call this now or not. Like there needs to be a better consistency. And I think there should be some sort of repercussion for officials when they are making egregious mistakes, not saying that the game in Boston, those were egregious. That first one for sure. Offsides second one. Eh, we'll see, but I think there needs to be just more accountability on the officials. I don't know what that looks like. I've called for that in the NFL too, when I'm talking mm-hmm. NFL football, because it's like, you can ruin a game now. Like you are ruining, legit ruining a game. And you're just like, oh, sorry about that. Like, I like, no, I don't want that. Uh, going to the shootouts, I did see the NHL came out and said, you're not, they didn't discuss changing the shootout because 69% of games that have gone beyond regulation have ended in overtime this year, which is the highest percentage since the shootout era began in 2005-2006. So I suppose that's why, which I guess makes sense. Like, I think the NHL is just still kind of fussing around. But no, I think my biggest thing is the removal of of offsides video review challenges. And yeah, I mean... I can't end in a tie. I don't want to end in a tie though oh, either. Like, that was right? my other thing. Yeah. Yes. You I have to have a shootout this point. or something, right? Like you have to do something to conclude. You just keep going overtimes. Yeah. But like, don't count it as a tie. Like if you win, you win, like get yeah. rid of ties. I hate ties. Yeah. No ties. And it stop like- giving the team a point then too. like winner takes all like, no, like, well, you get a point because well, sometimes you lost in the because- overtime. You do find, right? Some teams know that they're guaranteed the points, so they just kind of sit back and like wait for the overtime, right? And you kind of, you lose a little bit of that luster, that edge toward yep. the end for either team trying to win because they're satisfied with at least getting the point. Get rid of it. Get rid of need. it. Winner takes all mentality. Yeah. No participation trophies. That's what mm-hmm. I say. Not, mm-hmm. not a one. Uh, before we get to Pat Micheletti talking a little bit more about changes amongst the college hockey scene, things to look for. Reminder that we will have not one, two live shows this week i'm exhausted already thinking about it but i'm so excited to see all of you first one at park place in st paul park um it is a our first ever watch party presented by green belts where we will be watching the minnesota wild take on the new jersey devils in new jersey uh that puck drop stops or starts at six excuse me we will be there through the end of the game chit chat and hockey giving away stuff uh at intermission so super excited about that and then on thursday we have that rescheduled watch or not watch party. Excuse me. It could be a watch party because I believe the wild are playing that evening. And in fact, but it's our Buttes live that was rescheduled from our time back in Red Wing at Kelly's tap house. So that one starts at 7 PM, just seven to eight. So again, Tuesday, St. Paul park from six until nine. I don't know. However long the game goes. And then Thursday from seven to eight at Kelly's tap house in Red Wing. Shout out to green belt for helping us out with that. Come check it out. Come say, Hey, 
we'd love it unless we get another snowstorm then we might have to reschedule too who knows do not put that energy into the universe oh i'm wearing shorts again today i wore shorts yesterday i am all in on spring i don't care what the temperature is i also have a blanket on right now though because i'm I'm very Mm. cold with my shorts but might bring it to the rink when we come back pat micheletti joins us to talk college hockey stay tuned Joining us now, a man that needs zero introduction across the state of hockey, especially here on the Bar Down Beauties podcast. He is one of our very favorites, Mr. Pat Micheletti. Mick, what's up, my friend? Good morning, Jess. Always good to be on with you. You know that. Right? It's been, you know, it's been a while, but, but you know, you, you have some A-listers. Well, and you're kind of big time in it. You're busy. Nah, you're running really. around. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. let's start with college hockey the thing that is keeping you probably the most busy we're obviously recording this ahead of our monday episode release but it's tourney time baby how exciting is this time of year for you the athletes and the coaches it's um it's the best time i mean there there's so much going on with the tournaments who's gonna make it uh where you're gonna end up in the in the in your uh what region what seed uh, you know, who's in your bracket. It, it's, um, it's really a lot of fun right now. You know, I have to ask this because I saw it squeak into my timeline and I made a joke about it. Is it possible that the gopher hockey team could face Holy Cross in Fargo come full circle with that situation? Is that a thing that I need to be concerned about? Um, I, I don't think you should be concerned about it. Uh, but I think it, it's, um, it has a high probability of, of happening. Holy Cross will uh, place Canisius in the in the championship game. That winner will get the number 16 seed. It's more than likely, even if the Gophers were to lose uh, in their championship game against Michigan, they will probably still get the number one overall seed. And that would pair those two up. So you are correct. It, 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 it could happen. I can't do it. I still have nightmares <laughs> about watching that game down in college and just tear it. That was the team, Pat. That was the yeah. team to watch, to go and Holy Cross, a chirp well, that people can use forever and ever. Yeah. And, and, and here's the deal. I mean, just think about how far um, our game has come parody wise in college hockey um, since that loss. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, oh, Holy Cross will, will field a, a good, very good team, you know, and and deservedly, des- you know, to get into the tournament. And so, um, it's it, uh, you know, once you get there, anything can happen. We know that. That's true. I'm again, tournaments happening this weekend for each respective NCHC, Big Ten. I'm even more excited. Not only is it Michigan and Minnesota. But this year, the Gophers really reignited their fan base. Yep. So you still have your naysayers saying, oh, Big Ten hockey's running it. We need to move on, people. Move on. It's over. Yeah. It's done. It- Big Ten is here to stay. But, man, I got to check out one game this year at Mariucci, and it felt like old times. People are excited about this Gopher squad. Well, they've had eight 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 sellouts this year, and, and that's over 10,000 people. And uh, – uh, the electricity in the building has been off the charts, even when they've had seven, eight in there. Um, and, and the fans are back. The students are, the students are, you know, uh, hats off to them because they have been 
so engaged with this team and and you know when you have such a good team and so many high enders you know you want to go and watch them and um and and that's that's been the beauty of it this year and, and you know in fact the, the the gopher michigan game um was sold out this past monday and that you know that's two days and it was sold out and so um it's it's going to be um electric in there uh for sure on saturday are the Gophers, you said they're likely to snag that number one seed. Yep. Are they as good as, as people are imagining? I mean, we've heard the names Logan Cooley. You've heard yep. Matthew Nyes. You've heard Snuggerud. Those guys obviously leading the charge. And back on defense, you've got Brock Faber, Minnesota Wild prospect now. Um, are they everything that they've been built up to be? And is it sustainable through the toughest test, which is the NCAA tourney? You know, I really think they are. Um, they are. I mean, they've got seven defensemen that play pretty much equal amount of time. Now Faber, Johnson, Lacombe probably play, you know, four or five minutes more a game. But 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 Steve Miller, who does a terrific job in handling the D core, um, I mean their their D are I don't think anyone would argue. Um they've got seven defensemen um and they are the most complete D core in the country. Not not even close. Sticking to the Gophers only because I'm a Gopher fan and because you're yep. obviously here with me. Uh, I will talk the other teams, guys. Let's calm down. But I want to uh, switch gears. Brock Faber. What are the yeah. odds you think that he signs with the Minnesota Wild after this year? Do you, th- do you think it matters and depends on if they're raising that championship trophy at the end of the year? What are your thoughts on where Brock's head might be at? I think he signs uh, the day after their last game, whenever that is. Uh you know, I think that was pretty well known. I think uh, Bill Guerin had, had had said as much. I think brought. You know, I mean, w- if there was a hesitation of of whether he's ready or not, that would be one thing. But this kid's ready to jump in the National Hockey League tomorrow. And uh, now, um, every NHL team has a different philosophy in terms of putting guys in the lineup right away. Um, Kale McCarr, for example, he went and and jumped right into to Colorado <clears throat> right after playing in the NCAA championship game. Uh, they lost, but, um, and <laughs> he, 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 you know what I mean? Um, they, they, they lost in the semifinals, um, but he jumped right in and, you know, was great. Uh, I'm not saying Brock favors Kale McCart. Cause they're uh, I was going to ask, I was going to no, say no, Pat, no, you're putting that you know, out there for people. No, no, they're, they're different players. Um, uh, not too dissimilar. McCarr obviously, more offensive, but we haven't seen what Faber can do offensively yet. Uh, but, but I think Brock is ready and um, you know, but his, his mind right now, his focus right now. And, and, you know, if you talk to him, it's all about winning a national championship and, uh, and, you know, and that's another reason why I like this gopher team is that they had guys like nice Faber, Lacombe, Johnson, uh, maybe even maybe even Cooley, um, who could have signed contracts. Those guys, other than Cooley, because he's a freshman, um, all came back. And they all came back because they wanted another crack at at trying to win a national title. <laughs> and um, to me, that that's leadership, and, and uh, it's a really, really focused group. Yeah, I mean, it's just been so exciting to watch. That coming back reminds me of years past, too, where you saw yep. those guys returning year after year. Uh, Alex Goligoski remembers those yep. years 
quite well. Let's switch gears. I know I'm a Gopher fan, but we'll go over the other college hockey teams since apparently yeah. there are other ones there. UMD, tough go this year. Was that expected? Is that surprising? I mean, Scott Sandlin always gets the best out of every players, but definitely a year that we haven't seen from UMD in quite some time. It was, you know, it, it surprised me because, um, you know, when I looked at their roster, I thought, you know what? They've got some guys who can who can score now, you know, a, a little bit. And they didn't score as much. They they didn't get the goaltending um, that they thought they might get. Um, and they didn't defend very, as well as they as a normal Scott Sandlin team does. It happens. Mm-hmm. They were on an 11 year run of of making the NCAA tournament um, two national championships you're going to have those years and it just once you if you don't get into a flow if you don't get into a rhythm if you don't know how you're going to win games um then you know you're you're gonna just you know be searching and I and I don't think they found the right formula for that you know for them to win um this season but uh there's no doubt in my mind they'll be back, uh, you know, next season, uh, probably right back in it. For all the chirps I get from Duluth, no love loss on my part. Sorry, Bulldogs. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, sticking with NCHC, though, happening this weekend in St. Paul, uh, St. Cloud Huskies. My co-part, Kirsten, yep. unfortunately had to work this morning, but I'll give her a little dog pound shout out. Uh, how's St. Cloud looking? Do you think how are they going to fare in the NCHC tournament amongst their competition there? scrappy 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 team very very well coached teams one of the best coaches in college hockey and brett larson mm-hmm. um they miss uh they lost a kid by the name of anhorn who was a graduate transfer from union and uh, really generated a lot of their offense from him on on, on the blue line and he um unfortunately got hurt in a pregame warmup before they even were on the ice and, and uh, was lost for the season. That has been a very, very big loss for them. Um, they're having a hard time scoring goals. They're getting good goaltending. Um, like I said, they're, they're a scrappy, scrappy team. Um, and Brent has them well prepared. So uh, they're going to make the tournament. We'll see where they end up and who they, you know, who they end up playing. But, uh, you know, you, you certainly can't count them out. We'll go around the horn here with our Minnesota schools, Minnesota state competing for the Mason cup championship. Obviously everybody remembers last year, how great the Mavs are Uh, again for our friend, Dan Myers horns up. Uh, How's Minnesota state looking this year? Are we going to see some dramatics theatrics? Are they going to make a push like they did last year? Or again, is it kind of a little bit of an off year uh, down South in Minnesota state? Well, let's start at the beginning. I I think, uh, you know, they lost a lot. They lost a lot of really high-end players that were counted on to carry the mail for them. And, um, and so what happens is they, they leave and there's a, there's a new set of uh, players that are put in a position to be the new guys to carry the mail. And I think, and it takes a while to understand that you're going to be the guy. Okay. And you have to be the guy. And so they struggled early. They, uh, you know, they, they lost to um, uh, fair state. They got swept at home by fair state. When are we, when have we ever seen that? I wasn't going to so say it, but I, you said it. So, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it, I think it, it took some time for them to, 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 to get to the point where guys 
got it, where they mm-hmm. understood that, okay, I, I have to be that guy, that player. And um, they're playing awfully, awfully well. I think, you know, I think they found it. Um, they're playing in the championship game against Northern Michigan. They, you know, uh, win or lose, I think they're 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 pretty safe to to make the tournament. So um, you can't count out a Mike Hastings team, and and um, you know they'll be ready to go. Another fantastic coach, Mike Hastings, one of my favorites yes. to cover amongst college hockey. Uh, sticking within the CCHA, Northern Michigan beating Bemidji State in mm-hmm. order to advance. Uh, how did the Beavers do this year? Again, I feel like sometimes we forget about Bemidji up there, right? People yeah. tend to count them out, but always a fun team to watch. Uh, a Saratori-led squad is always yep. a good one. Well, at the, at the beginning of the year, they were, they were playing as good as anybody in the country and and winning games and scoring goals. You know, they, they you know, the old knock on, on Bemidji is, you know, they they just play a, a, a you know, defensive game and can't score a lot. Well, they were scoring goals. And then midway through the season, they kind of lost their way. And once you you know, once you lose it, it's really, really hard to get back. And um, they just they they couldn't find any traction, and um, unfortunately, you know, their season ends up in uh, in Northern Michigan. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I don't think um, I think I don't think our good friend Tom Servatori was happy with the way they ended. Uh, I know he was happy with the way they started, and they were playing well, and you know, they were in first first place for for quite a while, and you know that that happened. So. Um, uh, yeah, that's it on them. That's, uh, that's it on them. And finally rounding it out. One of the newest division one programs here in the state of hockey, St. Thomas, any surprises that you saw from them again, it's hard to jump in and they had some solid battles throughout this season on a very tough schedule in year one, year, uh, their beginning two. of division one year two, excuse me. Yes. Thank you, Pat. Yep. Um, I, it's a gold mine. It's, it, you know, it's a, it, it, it will be a gold mine. And I say that because, um, you know, they, they have um, a plan and how they want to build their team. Uh, they, they did have a big turnover of players uh, from, from the previous year. Uh, but once they get the building built and, you know, it, it's going to be a beautiful building. And oh, it's my enough. God. What is that? Like, that's going to be the most gorgeous place to play hockey, I think. And it's, it's in the heart of the Twin Cities. And it's going to be very attractive for a lot of um, um, high school junior players uh, to go there. And so I, listen, I think they had a great year. They, 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 they beat some awfully good teams. They beat Michigan tech and um, you know, they played Penn state hard. They listen, they, uh, they, they, they really, really battled hard. Now, um, now they're going to have now the, I don't want to say the pressure, but they have to start getting some, some, um, uh, you know, more higher end players. Yeah. And I think, and uh, so, uh, you know, Rico's done a great job in, in the two years uh, thus far. And, uh, you know, I think the tra- trajectory is, you know, g- going to continue to rise. Yeah. Kind of rounding out college hockey talk with Pat Micheletti. All right. Frozen four. Will there be a min? I, you don't need to name which team, but will there be a Minnesota squad represented in the frozen four on the men's side this year? One for sure, two possibly. Okay, all right, all right. And then, gun to head, you have to pick one. Who's winning the NCAA title this year on the men's side? Minnesota or Denver? Ooh, Pios are back up on top, huh? Yeah. I haven't seen much. Yeah, of them. you know, they're the team that that just um, 
quietly stays hidden all year because they're in Colorado. They're not mm-hmm. in the Midwest. You know, not you know, we, we, we only talk about them when they come up here to play a, a St. Cloud or a North Dakota or somebody like that. Um, very, very good team. Very, very well coached team. Uh, they're going to be a, a, a bear to beat. They, they are really, really, really good. And so uh, I think um, I think you'll see a Minnesota-Denver final. Ooh, I like it. I don't hate it. I got nothing wrong with that. That could be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, uh, really good. Yeah. Well, let's switch over gears just briefly. Minnesota Wild. The way that they are playing, it seems like they found this very defensive identity, right? And now all yeah. of a sudden they're like, hey, we're going to go out and score goals. We don't need Kirill Kaprizov to score goals. We can apparently score three, four, five, six, seven, eight goals. Who is this team right now? I mean, they're they're playing good hockey at the right time of year, but mm-hmm. it still feels to me that there's no true identity. They're just kind of like throwing things together. Is that what do you think? Well, I'm going to I'm going to throw this at you. Yeah. Who they play in their last three games? San Jose, Arizona, and St. Louis. Yes. What What do those three teams have in common? None yeah. of them are. I mean, yeah. Right. And so, what you get in those games are, you, you, you know, those but teams. Winnipeg. Wanna... They potted four on Winnipeg too. That's a good point. That's a good point. That 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 kind of puts a dent in my theory a little bit. <laughs> however, however. Um, you know, those teams had nothing to play for. They're going to play, you know, footloose and fancy free. Um, I think when, you know, I think they know their identity. Their identity is is to defend first and work from the back end up. And, uh, you know, it's funny. They scored all these goals without, um, you know, one of the top five players in the world, uh, which is, you know, that that's good. It's good because they needed um some secondary scoring they needed some guys to get their confidence and you know and and i know hartman's on that top line but for him to start heating up now he's got 12 goals on the year uh i you know that they're gonna need guys like that um i love the additions that they made i think uh i think it's uh given uh matt boldy a little little you know swagger uh he's playing with a guy who can make plays and um uh, you know, he played with a guy who made plays last year too. Now that guy happened to score a little bit more than Johansson does, but uh, you know, I, I I really like uh, what they've done, and, and I can't wait to see Nyquist because I think people are going to be yeah. really surprised to see the skill level that he he brings. And the great thing is, they didn't give up the farm to get any of these guys, mm-hmm. and 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 they also didn't. Uh, you know, they they knew that they couldn't get um, a, a top 10 player in the league. Right. Mm-hmm. What they did do is is they um, acquired guys that are really good players, really, really good players. And um, so, I, you know, I, I think it, uh, you know, it, you know, it, it puts them in the fight and that's all you can ask for. And you're not strapping yourself to them. I love that they're UFAs. You can figure out that you're not selling the farm. Like you said, Nyquist, he's going to come at a pretty penny once healthy. So to get some of those guys have been very exciting for me. And you know what is exciting? I imagine Kirill Kaprizov is watching mad that he's not playing, but I'm sure he's like, Oh, I don't have to carry this entire load. Like some of these guys clearly know how to score. Do you final question for you, Pat Micheletti, 
will the Minnesota Wild get out of the first round? I think they're obviously pretty solid within their position. And I don't believe they will fall to a wild card. I didn't do the numbers. Maybe that's possible. I don't even know if it's possible. Who do you think they draw in the first round? And do you think they advance out of the first round? Well, obviously a hard question to answer, right? Um, are they going to finish first or are they going to finish uh, fourth? Uh, you know, more than likely, it looks like second or third. Right. Who are they going to draw there? Is Colorado going to make a run and finish first? And then they'll they'll face Dallas um, in, in, the, in the first round. Uh, uh, Who scares I you the most? Maybe this is easier. Who scares you the most? From the West, like which team would you not want to face in that first round for them if you're the Minnesota Wild? Well, Colorado is heating up and they're heating up at the right time. And, you know, they, they went into Toronto last night and beat them two to one. So and, and they're getting good goaltending from Gorgiev. And so uh, and they're getting healthier. Is, is Landis Scott going to be back? We don't know. Um, I thought they were susceptible because they had so many injuries. They lose Kadri who, uh, you know, was a 90-point guy. They really don't have a great second-line center. But for me, that aside, no matter who you are playing, you have to be uh, at your, not your peak, but you have to be trending that way, meaning getting good goaltending, defending well, your power play is going, your penalty, your, your penalty kill is going. And, you know, you're in a rhythm with your lines where you're not juggling around wondering who's going to play. I don't think, and I, and I was mistaken a year ago, put my hand in the air. I thought Minnesota would be. <laughs> that's on request recorded, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we can all put it down. That look, that is look back, right? You look back. They, their power play was abysmal going into the playoffs. Um, there was the controversy of who's going to be your goaltender game one. Uh, you know, things like that that I think they'll learn from and um, be more prepared for it come playoff time this year. But if none of those other things are going, they'll lose in the first round. If those things are going, I give them a crack. So it, 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 it I'll ask me this question um, three days before the yeah. – uh, the first game in the playoffs and and I'll give you I'll give you what I think is going to happen. We'll have you back on just before the playoffs start in April just, just a few just one minute. You can ask one question then I'll Deal. leave. Deal. I'm in. We'll, we'll keep you on for more than that. You have some right. good insight. I'm putting Gustafson as my game one starter by the way. But, okay, but okay, can I push no, back? Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Here's the deal. And and that's where it gets to my uh you know cuz th that's the conversation today, right? Today. Mm -hmm. Now, if the playoffs were starting tomorrow, I would concur with you. Yes. 100%. But let's say, Jess, let's say the last three games of, of, of the season for Gustafson, I'm not saying he plays the last three of the season, mm -hmm. his last three. What if he is not playing well? Well, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. right? For sure. So, so, that, yeah, that conversation can change right yeah, now today. So, if they start tomorrow, that's it. Exactly. So I hate answering that question now. Like, who would you start game one? Well, I don't know. Tell me how he's playing when they, when they, you know, enter the first for, you know, the first game of the playoffs. And so I, I think. And yeah, I don't it, think they made a mistake starting flurry in that series either. Or, I will stand by I, that. Here's where they made the mistake. They made the mistake. And I think they recognize it of, what is going to change the momentum of a series? Mm -hmm. And and St. Louis did that 
at the perfect time. Not that right. who's playing poorly. Um, they just, they made the change and it's guys. And so um, a lot of that is, is, you know, the mind game thing. Right. Mm -hmm. and, um, and Minnesota didn't do it. And then they, and then it was like, well, what are you doing now? And they put yeah. Talbot in and, you know, and maybe guys were looking around the locker room, like what's going on. And so um, I just think how it was handled, not necessarily who was the goalie was, was it was out coached. You were out coached, but Ruby made the right coaching moves. I think like not to knock D I just think that's what it was. You played to your <laughs> opponent and there wasn't the correct changes in goal and in other situations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we could go all day. Pat and I should yeah, start we're... our own show when Pat and I, we're going to put our names in for an expansion team coaching you in. Uh, where we, where all depends um, where, you know, it depends. I don't know who could use a team. Houston. We'll find a squad. Houston yeah. could use a team. Houston's up there. Let's go to Houston. You and I'll so, coach. We'll probably win the Stanley Cup in our first year. That's the great minds. Well, I, I don't think there's any question about that. <laughs> Never. Well, Pat, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you are a busy man. Where can people catch you during the rest of this college hockey time or just in general? I know you've got a lot going on. Yeah. There you go, your platform. It Tell is. people. One place I'd, I'd really like to be on Saturday night would be Mariucci Arena. However, however, I will be in Chicago in studio for the Big Ten um, covering that game from uh, from the studio in, in Chicago. Um, but, you know, so I'll be watching on TV and then yeah. being on. So, yeah. And be on the pod. Be on the pod, be on the pond every Saturday, 10 to noon. Why don't you ever come on? I, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, Kevin Fallness, he would like a shout out. So, Kevin, oh, man. get Jet on the show. <laughs> That'll work. That's going to trigger him. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So, we'll be busy and uh, a lot of fun. You're the best. Give him a follow on Twitter if you are not already. Uh, great hockey mind, Pat. You're the best. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Love you, Jess. Bye. Love you. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Always good to catch up with Mick. First time I've had him on in quite some time. So shout out to that. Kirsten, I'm sorry you had to miss it for working a real job. Yeah, you know, that's just the way it be the last couple of weeks. March is not slowing down. Um, hopefully I don't miss any interviews again but I don't know where my life is right now so that's just the season we're in do you need a moment to like cry or are you like we're good I've cried a lot the last <laughs> couple of days but I think I'm good now I'm just like so tired I think I'm in a very fragile state to where like I could cry at a sunrise I mean that's a beautiful moment but I don't want to be awake for a sunrise because I need sleep <laughs> Uh, well, before we let you guys all go, whether you're falling asleep to this or not, we wanted to talk for our up for debate first round opponents for your Minnesota wild. Who would you like to see them play in that first round as they're performing now, as this team's performing now as their opponents? I said the Winnipeg Jets, the Edmonton Oilers or the Colorado Avalanche. Things have changed already since I listed these out. The Avs are now above your Minnesota wild. You've got people bumping in and out of the wild card, yada, yada. Either way, Kirsten, who do you want to see in that first round? I want to see Edmonton. And okay. that might be, I don't know if that's a hot take. Um, I just think Edmonton 
the way the wild have played against them this season, I think it's been pretty even keeled for the most part. Um, and also I know they've got superstar players up in Edmonton. Right. But I just Con. don't think they, yeah, Khan, of course, how could we forget him? But also all I know is if we're playing a home game in the postseason, if I'm down on arena level and I see Con McDavid walk by again, all I need to do is just stare him down and they're going to lose that game because history repeats itself. So we can for sure win two games. You guys, um, I will do my part to step in, but I don't know. They're just, they're not as scary. I still don't trust Winnipeg. And for good reason, a lot of people were very high on Winnipeg all season and all year. I will say, I don't know about them. I don't know. Um, still don't know about them. And this could be for better or for worse as we get into the postseason. Colorado scares me. We don't need to go into detail because we've talked about it. Colorado scares me. Edmonton is just Edmonton. Yeah, they I need to like figure it out still too. I kind of selfishly, and again, just for sake of being different, I'm going to say the Jets because I love that rivalry. Like I love the Winnipeg fans coming down here and, you know, the true North during the anthem. Like I just, I feel I'm fueled by that, especially when we're going to get the eight o'clock start times. Uh, I really are probably nine o'clock in some cases. Sorry. You know, it's going to happen. You know, it's, you know, it's coming Every for year. you wild fans. Um, but I think Winnipeg could be fun. Now the thing about Winnipeg too, is yeah, I can't figure them out. Like last night they had a hell of a battle with, I believe the Dallas stars where they were down and out and they pushed it to overtime. And I think they ended up winning like three to two in overtime. So like they're a resilient tough team a well-coached team as well um but you're right I mean the Oilers would be the easy pick for me yes you have Connor McDavid yes you have Leandro Seidel uh goaltending's improved but still your their back end isn't that scary to me Darnell Nurse doesn't do a whole lot for me on uh on the defense and the Avs yes are coming they've won five straight now as I had alluded to they've taken over second place well they're tied with the wild with a game in hand as of today, Sunday, 11.07. So that's going to do it. We'll see. Let us know who you want in the first round or who you don't want in the first round. If you didn't already take part in our Up for Debate on social media, come see us at uh, our Buttes Live twice this week. We'll be at Park Place in St. Paul Park uh, watching the Minnesota Wild take on the New Jersey Devils. That starts at 6. We'll be there until the end of the game. And then Thursday, we're down in Red Wing at Kelly's Tap House for a normal Buttes Live, which is rescheduled from February. That one going from 7 to 8. So we'd love to see you. Shout out to grain belt for affording us that opportunity as always shout out to talk north for featuring us on their network soda stick don't forget to use code bar down beauties when you're perching their latest gus bus drop uh use code bar down beauties for 15 percent off if you guys got some bar down beauties merch as well I believe it should be there soon i want to see it send it to us drop a drop a comment let us know that you love it it's great uh also shout out to jim beam cheers to you cheers to me and shout out to Royal Credit Union. Less fee, more fee. As always, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. It's been so fun meeting more and more people as I'm out at Wild Games. We're not scary. I love saying hi. Don't be afraid. Uh, apologies to the gentleman that I called out scouting out my Twitter profile the other day, making sure it was me. And I was like, it is me. And just the whole thing. I'm weird. But that's what makes me fun, I think. Um, so, yeah. Don't say hi. See ya. Have a great rest of your week. Kirsten, any parting words? dogs let's just dogs up let's just have fun i just want everyone to have fun this week that's the vibe we're gonna have yeah. fun we're gonna Two have live shows it's fun we're gonna have fun we're having a great time all right guys go wild have a great rest of your week bye
near 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 near